This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove, WGR Sports Radio 550 here, WKBW TV Channel 7 there. We hope that everybody's staying safe and uh, doing what you can to get through this storm. And hopefully, um, you know, you're listening to us, maybe gives you a bit of a distraction in some way, shape, or form. Maybe people are listening on their, you know, iPad, I, their pods or something like that while they're shoveling outside, Matt. I like to do that. I do that. I listen to music while I'm shoveling. I do it when I'm cutting the grass during the summer a lot. I do when I'm cutting the grass for sure. I did not when I was snow blowing the other day because honestly, I didn't hear it? want. Well, I think you could if you have like those like like AirPods or something. I think you'd be able to yeah. hear it. I didn't because they would be wireless, and I didn't want like when you take all the layers off them to fall off, right? And then you lose them because the AirPods like you've got so many layers on. And just so so I know you were getting back from Chicago on Christmas Day. We saw our first plow. I live on Grand Island. It did three swipes, which is amazing. So shout out to Grand Island's like Department of Public Works or whatever it's called. But it took me about two hours, a little more than two hours, to snow blow my driveway. That would normally be about a 15-minute job. It wow. was because the snow... The drifts were so high that it was above the height of the snowblower. So you almost had to go up to a spot, let the snow throw, and then take a shovel and knock it down and then do it again. And that's how you continued to work. And then, obviously, I really appreciate the plows coming. But after the plows come, then you have these massive snow drifts at the end of your driveway. So it it was a mess, an absolute mess. Right. Well, listen, um, Another discussion for another time we have to do. I can't wear wireless pods. They come out of my ears. I don't know. They come out of my ears and I won't do it. I don't know if my ear. It's why I have like, if you could see right now, you and I are doing this. We could see each other. Uh-huh. I have one that loops around my ear to hold it in. I can't wear a wireless pod. I, the, the, it comes out of my ear. Maybe my ear is shaped weird. I don't know what it is, but I just never have been able to do that. And I'm always afraid they're going to fall out. So I, if I wear wireless, they're the full like Beats headphones. 
Okay. So I, I actually, I resonate with that because I also have a hard time with specifically yep. like, like earbuds that stay yep. in my ear. Now, luckily for me, the AirPods seem to work very well, but I used to really like to run a lot and I almost would prefer to run anytime that I could wear like a knit hat or a beanie, not because it kept my head warm, but because it would keep my headphones in. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, you could put yes, it over your ears. Totally get and, it. I've done that. And, you, and then you didn't have to worry about it. So <laughs> I, I do know what you're talking about. All right, let's, uh, let's get to this game and how the bills actually did wind up dominating in the second half. Um, they come out in the first drive of the second half and ran the ball. Should we start with offense? Cause the defense was dominant and we can definitely yeah. talk about them first, but let's just talk how they started getting things going in the second half, because it was a really nice first drive to open the second half. And it really kind of set the tone for the wet rest of the way the game went, Matt, they ran for 254 yards. It was incredible. And after the game, I looked at the stats and I have to check now through the, the week, but I think it's probably still true. The bills are actually the number one team in the NFL at yards per play. Now um, running, running yards per play. And yes, I understand a lot of that is Josh Allen, but I actually did the math and cut out Josh Allen. They're fifth in the league, even without Josh Allen. They're a much better run team than people realize efficiently, but they did it in this game in a big way. Devin Singletary, James Cook, it didn't matter. There were holes open all over the place. They were making big runs, and and they did a great job running the football, and that took a little bit off what Josh had to do throwing in those conditions, Mm -hmm. but even though Josh threw the two interceptions, he still made some nice throws, threw one to Gabe Davis, one to Dawson Knox later, but it was really the run game they got going, which was really nice to see. Yeah, that first drive to start the second half was eight plays, 86 yards. So once again, that goes to the point of they started at their own 14. That's not good. They only took four minutes and nine seconds to do it. And they took a 14 to 10 lead because they had the big Devin Singletary touchdown run and they had the two point conversion. So that was a big play, obviously, for them. Let's see on that drive. Josh Allen started with a 15 yarder to Diggs. Um, by the way, what, that was Diggs first catch of the day, right? Or that was, that was first. Diggs first catch of the day. You think maybe they went to halftime and said, um, yeah, we got to throw Stefan Diggs the ball really early in this half because we got to get involved. Yeah. And then they had a couple other Singletary actually had two catches on that drive. Now that I'm looking back on it, he had a 10 yard catch and a nine yard catch. And then two plays later, he had the 33 yard touchdown. So that was a really big drive for Devin Singletary, which was funny because after that drive, then it kind of became the James Cook show. I think they could have let Singletary continue to go, but they also wanted to get some reps in for Cook, and he also was pretty dominant. Yeah, for sure. Um, they both did a great job. I thought Aaron Cromer, the offensive line, uh, Ken Dorsey, you know, I, I know that Ken Dorsey gets polarizing with a lot of fans, but I don't know how you can complain about how they ran the ball in this game with the game plan they had to come out in the second half, especially after halftime and run the ball. So it all, all was clicking right there. And Matt, when you look at the end of the day, at the box score, it looks like James Cook and Devin Singletary are really starting to become a 50-50 split here, uh, as far as carries and touches at least are concerned. Do you expect the same going forward? I don't know yet. I still think that they trust Singletary more. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that they don't trust James Cook, but it feels like every time we start to get towards this point in the season, Singletary starts to shine, especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think I'm still going to give the edge to Singletary, even though I do think that James Cook could be more dynamic. I think what James Cook has done has almost made this sounds like counterintuitive, but I think what James Cook has done has kind of forced the Bills' hands of giving him a bigger workload next season as a compliment of maybe him and Hines. But I think in the short term, while you still have all three, 
You should probably ride with the guy that you trust the most. And I still think that that's Singletary. That's just how I read the situation. But I do think Cook provides them with something that Singletary doesn't. And that's just a little bit of a quicker first step. Somebody who's a little bit more elusive. I don't even want to say that he's better in the passing game because I know we thought he was going to be. He hasn't really shown that yet. He's fine catching screen passes and passes underneath. But so is Singletary. So I think that they just right now, I would say... 60 40 single Terry cook. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I still think that's a, a pretty more even split than a lot of people maybe would have thought a while ago. Yeah. Right? It seems like James cook has really earned those opportunities. Um, and you're seeing him a lot more and he's really taking advantage of them. That, uh, that his touchdown run as well. Devin had a really nice one. He had a really nice one. Uh, James cook ran 11 times for 99 yards. He was one yard shy of hundred. His first hundred yard game in the NFL would have been average nine yards a carry. The last time the Bills had two 100-yard rushers in a game was Ooh. 2015. I didn't know if you knew Ooh. that. Okay, so 2015 would have been LaShawn's first year, right? Mm-hmm. So is he He was one of them? He was one of them. It wasn't – was it Mike Gillisley? No, I like the guess. Oh, no. Oh, okay, it was the um, – oh, it, it wouldn't have been Booby Dixon. No, but you're on the right track. You know who it is. Um, he was a rookie. He had a really good rookie year. And then we really didn't hear from him after that. Oh, my God. Oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I remember him scoring the touchdown against the Colts. Carlos Williams. Yes. Let's Carlos go. Williams. Let's go. All right. That's right. That's right. That's what I was told. So we can go back and look. But yeah, so I was told it was um, while we we're doing the broadcast, we were thinking about it because it was almost about to happen. It didn't happen. Um, you know, but hey, maybe it leaves, leaves a little meat on the bone for James Cook to get that 100 yards. And also, by the way, it was the first time the Bills ran for this many yards in any game, 254, since 2016, exactly six years to the day. The last time they did it was the Dolphins on Christmas Eve in Buffalo, Rex Ryan's last game, that overtime game. Oh yeah. I do remember that camp. That that was a pretty wild game too. Um, that was the overtime game. They, they couldn't, if they tied the, um, their playoff chances were gone and Rex Ryan punted in a tie game with like two minutes left. So that, what was the date of that? That was Christmas Eve, 2016. It was exactly okay. six years to the day. The last time the bills ran for 254 yards or more. They actually did it three times that year because the week before that they did it against Cleveland. And a few weeks before that they ran for over 300 against San Francisco. So I actually remember that day and it has nothing to do with the bills. I remember watching the bills and dolphins game, mm -hmm. but I had, this is going to be, this is nobody cares, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So <laughs> I've hey, been in hey, a, I, well, welcome to radio land. I, <laughs> this is a, why do you always talk about yourself? Listen, we tell yeah. stories. That's what we do. So go ahead. So I've been in a fantasy football league for, I don't know, 17 years. 18 years, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, the league is FFE. It stands for family, friends, and enemies. And it's, we're <laughs> very competitive. We've got a group message. We're very competitive. We talk to each other all the time. Well, I had never won a championship in that league, but I had been very close multiple times. I had lost in the championship several times. Well, that year, that coincided with the fantasy football championship weekend. Mm -hmm. It was Christmas Eve, and I remember normally I'm at every Bills home game. I have been since 2014, but I think there are three that I have missed, and the Christmas Eve game was one of them because our like broadcast schedule was all off because of the holiday. 
So I was watching back at the station, but I also was really interested in the Packers against the Vikings because of my fantasy football team and Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, is my enemy single-handedly won me my first fantasy football championship in 20, what was it? 15, 16, because I had, we call it, you know, a lot of people call them like what they have different terms for them. We've always called it double dip when you've got your quarterback and your wide receiver. So I had Aaron Rodgers. And Jordy Nelson, Aaron Rodgers that day threw for 347 yards and four touchdowns. Jordy Nelson had 154 catches for two touchdowns. And at that point, smooth sailing won my first championship. I'll remember that. I'll remember watching that game always because it just felt like it was like another one, another one. It was awesome. So sorry. That's my little tangent from that day. Now we just learned about everything from six years ago in Matt's fantasy football league championship. Tune in next time because Matt's going to go through all his first <laughs> nine holes the last time he played golf, just so everybody knows. I could do that. I legitimately <laughs> no, you I, le- I legitimately think the last – if I went back and I was like, oh, okay, like the last round of golf I played, I think I could take you through probably every hole. It's so funny. Like, look, it just – anecdotally, I'll just say, I get it all the time. Why do you guys, why do you always talk about yourself on the radio? And like, I know, like we do, I do. And it's because we share lives with each other. People call up, they share lives with us. We share lives with them. We're on the radio. We tell stories. That's just what it is. So anyway, if anybody ever has any question or criticism of that, that's why that happens. And we thank you for sticking through that when we do that. If you don't like it, because we could talk football all the time as well. Like we're going to do now, we're going to get back to, well, go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say I beat my friend, Zach Augstell. (laughs) In fantasy, so I'll probably send this link to the group message. There you go. So I should give the shout out to the person that I beat, and he actually traded me Jordy Nelson earlier that season. So I think it was especially satisfying for me, and especially painful for him. We can get back to football now. I'm actually in my fantasy championship next weekend, so thank you for bringing that up. I'm also in the finals of the Guillotine League, the Jeremy White setup. Uh, so I'm in a couple. Good of luck. Good luck. Before I get to the offense, we left. We left a little bit. Um, I think back in the first segment on the travel situation. And I just want to give a shout out myself um, to how the week ended to the people in Chicago and how accommodating they were um, to, you know, that once the decision was made that we had to stay and going back to the hotel and having things set up. And I mean, it's like, you know, we were able to get back there, have our same room, things like that. And it's Christmas Eve, right? You're worried about, and you're thinking about your families and your loved ones. And I was checking in with Jan and Max back home here, you know, every hour or so, do you guys still have power? How's everything going? You know, so those things were on our mind. We were thinking about everybody in Buffalo. And once we knew how dire the situation was in Buffalo, obviously, you know, it, it was, it was very serious to think about all that mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, you know, we didn't know when we were coming back and finally got word that, <clears throat> you know, we were going to stay in Chicago. We heard right after the game, we're going to stay in Chicago. And like I said, the, the, uh, the hotel staff, the travel staff, everybody that just did a, a great job to kind of you know do what they had to do to make sure that, you know, we were able to do all that properly and correctly. And then the next morning got on a plane and flew to Rochester and had a nice greeting in the rot from Rochester, Rochester bills, mafia. They showed up at the airport. That was great. Uh, got on buses, was able, were able to get back to Buffalo. And I'm glad that, you know, everyone got home safely. So I just wanted to make sure that we buttoned that up on how everything went and wanted to say thank you very much to the, to the people who, who really just made it a lot easier on all of our minds. You know what I mean, Matt? Yeah. Like when you're going mm-hmm. through all that and you can, make it a little bit easier to think about your family and what's going on. And of course, everything in back in Buffalo, um, you know, that, that made it a lot more possible to do that. 
Yeah. And I just think that kind of branching off that and putting a bow on this one for as tough of a couple days of this, as this has been for the community, there have been some incredible stories of people kind of coming together and getting through this. I've got a friend who used to work at Channel 7. He's now involved with Getsville Fire Company, Dave Morales. He did a story last night with Channel 7. They literally had a road in Getsville that wasn't plowed, and there was a medical emergency. And all of the neighbors came out of their house and shoveled a pathway so they could take the person who had the medical emergency on a sled to the ambulance. And then they were able to take the ambulance to the hospital. I remember I was listening to some of the press conferences that were going on from my house. And they were talking about people who were helping give birth to just like neighbors, like basically just like, okay, this is what you got to do. This is how you got to do it. I'm sure you've probably heard the story of the woman and the man who were manually giving their child breaths for two days straight because they didn't have power and their ventilator wouldn't work. Like these are the things that are just like the most amazing stories. Even the day that I was talking about snow blowing my driveway, it took me two hours and I'm totally capable of doing that but i've got some elderly neighbors and somebody brought a bobcat like somebody just in our neighborhood has a bobcat with a shovel on it and they were a plow on it and they were able to just start like clearing people's driveways and like that's the stuff that's cool so shout out to city of good neighbors and in this case all the people who were in chicago who were kind of helping you guys get back to buffalo um yeah i just want to say her name is shakira i believe is how you say it. shakira autry um Heard someone crying for help. That was the person you're talking about, the story. There's a thread. Uh-huh. I retweeted it from Kimberly LaRussa. I hope I'm saying everybody's name right here. Um, Kimberly tweeted and talked about it, says, True Angel in Buffalo. And this is this is a, a thread and a story that you can go and look at and read and kind of shows exactly what you're talking about and how people were helping each other in a, in a, in a big, big time of need in Buffalo. All right, let's uh, talk about the defense and how dominant they were. 